As mentioned, I haven't been feeling so well, so I'm going to try to speak a little bit low and preserve energy. Um, but Baruch Hashem, definitely on the mend. And today was pretty much a regular day. Just a short nap. But I, I don't know, I've been mamish, like, wiped out. Like, I don't know, it's the flu or COVID or something. Baruch Hashem, doing much better. Okay, so let's pick up where we left off last time. Hi, Just in time. Just in time. Just in time. <coughs> so we're, we've been lo- looking at the second paragraph of the Torah after a lengthy examination of the interplay between Torah and Tfila, right? Torah and Tfila. Is there usually more light in here, Rebuda? Is this this light turn? Yes, from over there. Huh? You're right. Sure. Uh, the back there's only some more Does that make a difference? Not really. Is this usually? It's not normally on there. Oh, put it on. I don't know. It just feels like a little dark. No? I don't know. Does that feel better? Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah, that's great. The is not <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there was one light that was off. Yeah, okay. That's better. So, we're talking about Torah and Tefillah and the way in which Al Yidei Torah, which we'll talk a lot about, but now we're just learning Al Pipshat, through Torah, learning Torah. This helps our tefillahs get niskabel. And not just by Hashem, but all requests that we have, whatever kind of, of requests that we have, things that we want in life, get fulfilled if a person is connected to Torah. That, that gives a person what Rabbi Nachman calls chen. And we done last time, chen amiti, right? Chen v'chashivus as opposed to chashivus v'chen. Chen comes first. And the Rebbe brought this Pasuk in Mishle, Yelos Avon V'Ya'alas Chein, and the Gemara in Ervin says that it's a reference to Taira, and it's called Ya'alas Chein because the word Ya'al can mean an animal, but it also can refer to an Aliyah, an elevation of Chein, Shemala Chein Amda. And just to read quickly inside, from the second paragraph, The Jewish person really needs to try to look very deeply at life. Nothing at life is as it seems on the surface. To look deeply at life. And then even more deeper, even deeper, or even more deeply, to bind oneself. Like we just pointed out, we're not getting into every detail now, but just note the distinction between seichel shel kol davar and then achachmava seichel sheyesh bichol davar. There's a difference, right? There's the, there's the first the seichel like, of everything, and then there's the seichel in everything. In everything. Mm-hmm. We spoke a lot last week about how a person lives a life of seichel, um, a life of, of, of intellect, of, of das, right? Not like really intellect, you know, like a cool, like rational, philosophical intellect, right? But a life of das, a life of awareness. Um, every moment, and as we experience different experiences in life, um, both the good times and the not such good times, or the sum total of which we call life. Um, a person that lives with Das, so then a person experiences what Ibn Nachman refers to in many other places as Yishav Hadas, right? It's like an automatic. If you have Das, you have Yishav Hadas. Yishav, because without Yishav Hadas, it's not really Das. It's Das de Klipa. It's not real Das, right? <laughs> das means you're, a person's aware, but if it's not settled... And if it doesn't bring a certain sense of comfort, contentment, clarity, um, calm, and, and being able to have the bandwidth to handle challenging situations and so on. So you might be a person that's, that, that has das, like you're not stam going through life, not you, but a person might be a person that's a thoughtful person, a thinking person, a deep person. It's not das amiti. The Gemara Bracha says, the kol mishish by das, a person who's developed this das, it's ki'ilu the base mikdash was nu nebiyamav. It's Ki'ilu for him, the Beis HaMikdash was built. It sounds like the Das in the sphere, so it's connecting the Midas with the, with the Chachmah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's right. It could be related to that. could be related to that, yeah. The most, the Klippa, though. Yeah. The Klippa is that, uh, that, that a person has, maybe, you could say, the Das, the Klippa usually is connected to the concept of Pare. It's connected to the Oyrif. Right? Oyrif is Oysir's Pare. Oyrif means the back of the neck. And the back of the neck is positioned in the opposite place of the Garin. I can need to hold technicality of it now but the throat is what bridges the mind and the heart right and 
also not getting into the technicality of what das is, but das is not really a sphere at all, right? Because Travel. really, right, das is not. Um, no, even that it's not, right? Because there are only 10 spheres and not 9 and 10 and not 11. Actually, I was just learning yesterday from the Ariya Kaddish that there is 11 spheres, the Klippa, which is a very, very deep side, which connects to the 11 um, um, uh, Samamani Kataris. Um, but that's, that's when, mal- without, without talking about that now, but, but basically, if you include Keser, so it's Keser, Chachma, Bina, and then Chesed, Gvur, Tiferes, Netzach, Oid, Yisoyed, Malchus, that's only 10, right? So Das is essentially Tiferes as it rises beside Hadas to bring together Chachma and Bina, right? But Das is like a quasi-sphere. When Keser is excluded, then we start from Reish's Chachma, we start from Chachma, and then we include Das. But really, Das is just, uh, it's, it's an extension of Tiferes, essentially. And so, and so, Parai is the opposite of Das. Parai is the opposite of Das. The way that Ernassin describes this in the Kuti Halachas is that um, is that Dibur is the pinnacle of Das, meaning just in a most embodied breast of way. The Das that you, that you speak to Hashem, that you're able to take what you're going through and the realization that you're not alone and that you don't have to stay bundled up within your own self. You go to the field and you speak to Hashem. You go to your car and you speak to Hashem. You're not alone, right? That's called the Das that becomes expressed in Dibur. Dibur comes out from the place that's mamish, the bridge between the heart and the mind. Right, so it's not enough to know that there's Hashem, that's one thing, or to even feel that there's Hashem, that's another thing. But to be able to, to, to channel both so that you come to a spoidudus and you have meaningful dibur, that's, that's both of them together. But parai is ha'oyref, it's the back of the neck. That's the place where it's, it's, it's the anti-mouth. Nothing comes out, there's no opening in the back of one's neck. No dibur can speak from there. And it's the cutoff between the, the mind and the, uh, and the heart. Amalek is the klipa, which is coming up to Purim. Amalek is the klipa just of Das, of Meichen, right? Amalek is also called Reishis. Reishis Goyim Amalek. Reishis Goyim Amalek, the Pasuk says. Amalek is considered Reishis of all the, all the nations of the world. Also, Am Yisrael is called Reishis, Bereishis, Bishvil Yisrael, Shinnika Reishis. Amalek is the klipa of Am Yisrael, because Am Yisrael are really, it's true that Am Yisrael are rooted in the Reishis, but Am Yisrael are so, um, are so baked in to the full experience of creation that, that Am Yisrael are, 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 are racious and we're toich and we're saif. Am Yisrael is netzach Yisrael lo yishak. Am Yisrael is, is every level, mamish every level. But Amalek is the Indian of the, of the philosoph, of the philosophy, right? Which is like this disembodied, contem- sophisticated contemplation of deep truths, but they don't, they don't become embodied. And mamish don't become embodied. I was even reading about a, about a Christian philosopher um, who who had all these very deep, deep, deep like critiques on the on the on the Christian establishment on the church? There's a very interesting book that was written that compares him with the Kotzker Lahavdom and Alfa Daz. But both of them were to their respective circles similar in the sense that they mamish critiqued and they were looking for truth and blah 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 blah. So then who the, the person that wrote this book has a whole section called like after he shows all the connections between them, obviously the Havdos two very different worlds, he has a whole section called differences. And the essential difference is that the Kotzker was a tzaddik. And this person, Kikergard, whatever you pronounce his name, Soren Kikergard or whatever, he was mamish in his own admission. He didn't keep to anything that he spoke about. It's mamish recorded. His, his, his students said this about him. You don't understand this person had the most extreme biting critiques against you know, society's obsession with materialism. And, and he, he was, he was an antinatalist. He believed that people shouldn't have children and, and that, you know, that celibacy was not just for the priesthood, it was for all Christians and that a proper Christian generation would be the last Christian generation. Mom was like intense and he himself was Mama Shemunovel. Mm-hmm. And he, he himself lived in opulence and with wealth and v'chulei <laughs> that, That's like the ultimate philosoph. Like you might have some great ideas, some really bad ones too, but you might have some good ideas. And I think he did, he, he had some good ideas. But it, it remains mamish in, in the das, and it's a das dekli, but it's not miyushav. It doesn't settle down into one's lived experience of, of, of day-to-day life. And the ikr is tmimas, meaning the ikr is the, the ability to speak it out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That, that's the side of espaidudas. The side of espaidudas is the tmimas of it. That the tmimas, like Rabbi Nachman says, is able to bring a person well beyond any kind of deep intellect. Because this, because like Rabbi Nachman says, the chachma gedoyle shabachala chachma. So after you get to the biggest chachma in the world, it's the liliest chacham kla. To be mashlich that, 
and to know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, just on a simple level, Hashem is here, HaKadosh Baruch Hu cares about you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is running your life, and you can channel whatever you're feeling, whether you're frustrated or whether you're, you're, you're feeling um, like you want to fortify your amuna, speak it out. Speak it out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's the shiluv between Das and Midas, is the meets and the Dibor. So... Essentially you're saying that it, it, it brings the Chachmah, obviously the Bina, and it's not really letting the Das come down into it. Right. But it's blocked out. It's, blo- it's Mamish blocked out. The is the blockage, essentially. Sure it is. That's not yeah. Which is so he's against so you, and that's why. What's that? Then Ammonic and Pare is basically the same. No, not really, because Pare Pare prevents Pare prevents the the mind from connecting with the heart, but Ammonic poisons the mind in the first place. Meaning, it's not just that right. there are some good ideas that <coughs> can't come into Misha. Ammonic is racist. That's connected to Chachma, not to right. Das. Right. Pare is Das the Kleeper. Avnason speaks about this all in Achusparn, um, where he talks about the, the difference between Ammonic and Pare. Amazing piece there. Um, fine. So the, what we're after is is Yishev Hadas. That's what we're after, and that's the essence of what it is to be a yid. That we talked about Yishev Hadas, and that Das should be connected to um, to R, right? To R, to live a life of R, to live a life of 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 um, of clarity, right? That the seichel should be meir, and obviously it's a metaphor. It doesn't mean that the whole world is lighting up, right? It, it doesn't mean physically, but it means that the world is illuminated. And more specifically, what's the great illumination of living life with this kind of Yisha Das, of awareness, of tapping into the Chachma and the Seichel of everything. The greatest Das is the awareness that there is no B'dayavet. There is no moment that is a B'dayavet along the journey of life. Wherever a person is, whatever the shvir is, whatever the, 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 the it's, it's, it's mamish, we were sent as, as, as mamish, um, a shliach from Hashem into that place, like Yosef Etzadik was sent into the place of Mitzrayim, sold down, sitting in a bar. This awareness that sheyesh bechal davar, there is a seichel within every single thing, that will enable me moment to moment awareness, moment to moment awareness of life, every situation, every circumstance, divorced from the moment before it and disconnected for the moment after it. In this moment, I have the ability to get close to Hashem vis-a-vis the way that I'm thinking, the way that I'm speaking, the way that I'm acting, the way that I'm even beyond, the way that I'm willing, what I want, right here in this moment, can get close to Hashem. That's the greatest das. That's the greatest das there is. Because we, what we spoke a little bit last time, we so often spend most of our time chained to the past or chained to the future. And in the meantime, we're missing out on the present. In the meantime, we're missing what the opportunities of this moment right now. I, again, in the klipa of, of a malik, you know, whatever, whatever kind of klipa it is, I think that, you know, I, I can't serve Hashem in my matzah right now because it's, it's subpar, you know, and that when I reach this mandrake or when I do this right or when I can work on this, then I'll finally have the, have the freedom. And the answer is maybe, maybe, maybe you'll serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, um, in a different way then, but it doesn't necessarily mean it will be a better way then. It will be a different way then. And a chanami, there are madrigas to reach, as we spoke last week. And a chanami, there's the, you have to strive. And, and, and there are certain madrigas in Kedusha that are only accessible to a person that's mamish or kadosh. So you'll, you'll serve Hashem there. But it won't necessarily need to be a better avayda. It will be a different avayda. Kodesh Baruch Hu needs, like an army, as every different person doing a different thing. One person struggles with, with, with this area. One person struggles with that. Uh, every person has their own battleground, and it's within that battleground that HaKadosh Baruch Hu planted you as a seed to take root and to, and to, and to flourish. You see, this is, this is the Das of Rabbeinu HaKadosh. This is a whole different way of living where we're not constantly, we're not in a spiritual rat race, like, you know, trying to outdo somebody else as a voida and like having to be the, the this and that or, or any, any imagined figment of, of what we think we need to be as Ayodei Hashem Rabbeinu comes. Does away with this. Does away with this. Is this what he means when he says, I can't remember where he says it. I think it's like a Tvaran somewhere. You are essentially your mind is, which is why you have to 
That's right. That's right. It's from the Baal Shem Tov. Rabbi Nachman says that too. Yeah. Because, because if we can tap into this kind of thinking, which the Rebbe constantly, it's called Baki B'Shaif, Baki B'Ratzai, Baki B'Shaif. And in the Oymek of Taravav, as Rabbi Yehuda knows, because Rabbi Yehuda is a Baki Taravav, it's one. Ratzai and Shaif become one, right? Because there is no two Nekudas, you understand, of the Aleph. There's only one and a Vav. And then once you get to the top, it's the lower Nekuda of the next Aleph. Ratzai and Shaif are one. Right, it, again, I know. Forget it. Forget, I was just uh, hint, uh, making a reference to you to, to turn off with that. We'll learn that together too, as I said. Interesting. Running and returning is just one thing. Running and returning, and the more that we recognize, wow, Kadosh Baruch Hu is with me in this matzav. Right now, I can connect with him. So then, Yutaka start to move again. Yutaka start to move again, and and this was the big chiddush of of Rabbi Nachman, and this kind of living leads to Yishevadas. Or I'm not frenetically trying to be something else. I'm just accepting what is with the knowledge that striving for a life of spiritual perfection is not an ideal. Obviously, we have our goals. Obviously, we all try to, to aim for them. Given our matzavim, whatever that matzav is, it's fine. But in the meantime, every step that you take is with Hashem. You're not just journeying toward HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Your mom is journeying with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's called Das. That's, that's the Rebbe Das. <coughs> Because the seichel is a tremendous light when a person gets to this kind of seichel. A person starts to live with Hashem. A person starts to be aware of Hashem. A person shifts his consciousness from this worldly awareness to a otherworldly awareness. And that's the, that's the main moichin that we operate out of. So that's that's our God. And it will begin to illuminate this person's path. All of his pers- all of his ways, right? And that's those are two that's like that's a big term, you know, Those two words include every single thing you'll ever experience in life. No matter what. No matter what. No matter what. There's a seichel there. The scary of Hashem is brach. Aidei oisad davar k'mayshe kasov chachmas adam ta'ir panav. And the proof of this says the Rebbe Rai from the pasuk in Kaelas that says the intellect of a person illuminates his face. Chachmas adam ta'ir panav. A person with das has a certain shine on their face. But the Rebbe is making a little bit of a play on words here as he does. Because the word panav means a face, but it could also mean ki'ilu lifanav, right? Which means in front of him. Panav is always what's in front of the person. So the face is in the front of the body. So the Rebbe is saying, meaning shining a light on all of your paths. So the Rebbe says, because the Pasuk says, chachmas adam ta your panav. Panav means in front of him. That's umeir loy drachav. So everywhere you go, the next step, the next step, the next steps. Kodesh Baruch Hu's there. Kodesh Baruch Hu's there. It's lichtig. It's light. It's not a bediyevet. I'm not crying over spilled milk. I'm 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 dancing in it. You know, because this is part of the game. This is this is part of it. Okay. So here the Rebbe introduces the first bechina, and this word bechinas for those of us who are not so familiar yet with the Rebbe's teachings, um, which I think all of us are. Um, but this word bechina is the most common word in the whole Sefer, to the point that Rabbi Nachman said, bechinas. He says, my whole Torah is based on a system of bechinas. And bechina doesn't mean a test. Uh, in this context, it means an aspect of, usually it means a bechina, right? Um, exactly. <laughs> right? Bechina means um, an aspect, right? So in a certain sense, just to give a mashal gashmi, which is meaningless, but maybe there's some depth to it, I don't know. But I can say this table is bechinas a cow. Okay, you can say that for two reasons, <laughs> somewhat, right? What's the first way, reason that this table is bechinas a cow? Because a cow has four legs and the table has four legs. Mamela, the table and the cow are linked, right? It means finding a sad shove it between the two things. I said, I could say for two reasons, maybe the design a little bit looks like a cow. I don't know, <laughs> maybe, right? Um, this table is bechinas a cow. Everything, everything is bechinat, but when the Rebbe says bechinas between two things, that means that these two things, not just they have some kind of tzad chitzoyni that's shava between them, they are mamish betoich toich yusam. They're one, they're mamish one concept. They come from the same spiritual shayrish, as we're gonna see, as our mamish gonna see. And when the Rebbe highlights a connection between two things, even though maybe no tzaddik told the Rebbe showed that these two things are connected, 
all of a sudden you develop a new lens, the Rebbe gives a new lens, you start going back through the Kalatar Kula, whatever you learned before, now with this awareness, you start seeing it everywhere. Mamish, wow. and I'm gonna, I'm gonna demonstrate a few, a few of those as we go through. It's a Mamish Pile Plais, the Rebbe. He is a new Gilui in Tyra, new Gilui. Took off another, another layer, Mamish. Mamish. So he says over here, here's the first Bechinas in the Kutumran. And this is the aspect of Yaakov Avinu. What, what's, what, what is the aspect of Yaakov Avinu? What, what is this? What does he mean? The Pashtas, he's speaking about this kind of lifestyle. Living a life of Yishavadas, of Chachma, of Seichel, finding the Chachma and everything, finding Hashem and everything, being aware that everything can be used as an experience to get closer to Hashem, and there's Chachma and everything. This is embodied in Yaakov Avinu. How does the Rebbe know this? Because we know that Yaakov Avinu was Zaycha to the Bechayra. And he took the Bechayra from Esav, but really he was the real Bechar, right? Because what comes out second went in first. As Rashi tells us, right? So even though he was born second, he was conceived first. Yaakov Avinu, Alpipnimius, was the real Bachar. But ultimately, Yaakov Avinu takes the Bachar from Esav, who is very happy to sell it away for the red, red stuff, right? Which we're going to speak about. But the Rebbe says, okay, fine. It's true. We can look at that as an episode that's meaningful in and of itself, just on the simple level. But let's go deeper. What is the symbol of the Bachar? What's the concept of Bachar? What, is, what does it mean to be a Bechar? Obviously, to be a Bechar is to be the firstborn, right? Which means, as the word implies, you're born first, right? The firstborn. So the Rebbe says, ah, there's a deep connection between Bechar and the concept of Reishis, right? Because the Bechar is first. Well, what is the concept of first? What's the concept of first? The concept of first, says the Rebbe, is always Chachma. Always Chachma, right? Because if you look at any creative process, we've spoken about this, yeah. what comes later down in the process, that's other things. But the first thing that happens is, is the thinking about it. Otherwise, you'll never get around to doing it. You can't do something without having planned a little bit. Think about what you're going to do or what you're going to say. So the first aspect is always which is an aspect of Chachma as the Pasuk says in Tehillim even though the Pasuk continues so what the Pasuk means is that the beginning of Chachma is actually Yira which we're going to get to in the next paragraph but he, he's quoting a Zayar here because the Zayar Kadr sees in the, in the connection between these two words Reishis Chachma the say that we were speaking about before, that ordinarily Kesser is left out, and the first sphere is the sphere of Chachma. How do we know? Because the Pasuk says, Reish is Chachma. Right? So there's a Jurish that's made, even though it's not Pshan of the Pasuk. The Pshan of the Pasuk isn't speaking about Chachma being first. It's speaking about Yira being first, that the beginning of Chachma is Yira. That's, that's what the Pasuk actually means. But he's quoting not the Pasuk, he's quoting a Zayar. He's quoting a Zayar Kaddish. Tikkun Yadale, Tikkun Zayar, Zayar Mishpatim. Reishis is a bechina of Chachma, because the Pasuk says, Reishis Chachma. And this is Yaakov Avinu. So what it means, he says, that Yaakov Avinu was zaychet to the Bechar. And even though, again, he didn't buy the Bechar, or take away the Bechar, trick Esav out of the Bechar, like he tricked him out of the Brachas, it's the same, obviously, as Bechar. But very deeply, Yaakov Be'etzim is the Bechar. If he was Be'etzim the Bechar, so then why was Esav the Bechar? Ah, because, because we said that the Chachma is always hidden. Chachma is always hidden. Yaakov's mamash the Bechar, but Biskasia. Because that's the nature of the true Bechar. Has to be hidden because the Chachma of something is always hidden. Because you could look at this world on the outside and it seems like it's just uh, uh, you know, a ship without a captain off a waterfall, off a cliff. Mm -hmm. Right? That's on the outside. But Pneumius, if you're Mestakel, you look. That's oh, mamash the Purim story. It's the whole Mikil has this. You can go through the whole Megillah. You can't read someone's mind. Also true, right? Yes, everything related to Chachma is hidden. Is hidden. Is the Alma de Skasia, it's called. Yud and Hey in the Shem Yud Kevavke, which is connected to Chachma and Bina. It's called the Alma de Skasia. It's the hidden world. It's connected to Leah. Any Leah Rakas. She, she doesn't look beautiful on the outside. Everything is hidden. 
Rachel is called the Almadeus Galia. That's the lower world. The upper world is hidden because Chachm and Bina are inside the skull. Like, like Herschel saying, you cannot see what a person is thinking. I'm saying more broadly, it's true for the, for the world right. as well. If you look on the outside, you just see a world that's falling apart. You could even read the Megillah. There's no name of Hashem is mentioned in the whole thing. And you just think that it's a coincidence. The whole thing is just one huge coincidence. It's possible to say that. It is possible to say that. Yeah. Right? Okay, we have deeper eyes to see that not only is the name Yudke Vavke not absent from the Megillah, as you know, if you read the Megillah properly, the name Yudke Vavke is all over the Megillah. You know how many, how many different serufim of Yudke Vavke there are? It's a pella. And Saife Tevas, Rasha Tevas, Dilugim, different words. I have a kuntras at home that goes through, I can't remember exactly how many, 30. There's like tons of Ramazim to Yudke Vavke. The whole Megillah is full of it. We have to look deeper. That's the, that's, that's the site of Yaakov Avinu, who's Be'etzim the Bechar, but it doesn't manifest that way. Because the true Chachma is hidden. Chachma Chitzaynis is called Chachma Chitzaynis for a reason. It's a Chachma, but it's a Rashis of a Chitzayn. That's the Indian of Amalek, right? Which is Rashis going Amalek. Amalek is also connected to the Indian of Rashis. Amalek also sees what's going on. He says, oh, okay, yeah, I can understand what's going on in the world. I read the news, but what does Amalek say? Ashakar, Chabadarach, everything is Mikra. He knows what's going on. He's not an idiot. He's not, he's not, he's not, he's not cut off from being able to study the world. He's a big physics, you know, uh, I always had this problem last time also, physics. So it's a, what's it called? A person who's physicist. a physicist. Guy. He's a big physicist. And, and he, he knows, he knows all these, all, all, all the, all the way that the, that the world works. And he's, you know, all the mathematical equations for gravity and all this stuff. Like he knows he's not, he's not an ignoramus, but he looks at all of that. With his quote unquote chachma, and what does he say? Mikra. Yeah. Mikra. Just happened and happened this way. Actually, reading the other day, you know, there's a big theory in, in the new wave of, of physics that's called the multiverse theory, right? which basically says that there are many, many different universes. This is just one of them. And the reason essentially that they had to come and say that is because they've discovered, first of all, it seems that in the last 30, 40, 50 years of the development of, of, of quantum physics, it seems that there are paradoxes that cannot be explained um, given current models. There are certain things, waves and, and, and particles, things I don't understand, but it seems to be that the nature of reality as we go down to a subatomic level, which we're now able to do with different microscopes and things, it's a much more complicated place than we thought it was. And they're coming to realize that it is really, really impossible that this just happened by itself. So the way, like they're really coming to say that. So instead of just opening up to the obvious, tmimus, obvious, pushed answer that this world was created because they have 2 billion questions and one answer will answer it. Instead, they have to fight it tooth and nail to find 2 billion answers for each of these silly questions. The answer is there's Echad Yachad Amyuchad who created the world. No, so instead of saying that, they say, listen, must be there's an infinite number of universes and we happen to be in the one that works. We have, meaning there are, there are a million ones that, that didn't work out and this is the one that happens to work and that's why we're sentient beings because this one worked. Like the ad kedei kach, they're willing to push themselves, these, these chachamim, these racist guy amalekniks, instead of just stopping and saying, you know something? Wow, maybe religion had it right all along. They can never do that because it's chachma chitzanya. So it's chachma, but it's mamish Chachma that, that, that contributes and culminates in an attitude of mikrahi, which is mamish, the essence of Amalek, Asher Karcha Baderich, which is why the Tikkun of Amalek had to be a Megillah. Had to be a Megillah where the Amalek Nick would still read the Megillah and, st and still not, not what's it called. Because that demonstrates the way in which Am Yisrael rise above Chachma through the sight of Tamimas to vanquish Amalek. Because we look at a Megillah and all we see is Yudke Vavke through the whole thing. It, it, it brings out the, the point of distinction between Yisrael and Amalek. The Megillah in and of itself, Taich Kedei. Because that is battling against Amalek. It's a bit off topic, but... is coming from Chachma and has to be balanced out of the Bina. I would have thought that all the cheshbonas that were made, which is essentially depend on the kippas of das, which is essentially a more like perversion, should we say, of truth, or distortion of truth, would come from Bina. Because the Chachm is there. Bina is when you take it and you make logic to it and you yeah. play with it. Yeah. Isn't there more of a Bina than They're both connected. They're both connected. Chachma. They're connected, but I'm saying Chachma, the root would be Chachma. They're called, in the Zarka, they're just called train ray and the Lemesparshan. Chachma and Bina are, mm. are bound up together, like two friends that don't separate. 
Anytime you talk about Chachma, there's Bina. I actually learned today from the Ramak this morning. Huh? There's Bina and the Chachma, there's Chachma and the Bina. To the point, even, that there's a Tzir where Bina is seen as coming before Chachma. Where there's Keser, Bina, Chachma. Because, and, but, and the Ramak explains because... The, no, no, B'chlal, B'chlal, B'chlal. B'chlal, there's such a thing. There's such a thing. That's the side of, in the, in the name Elohim, that the He comes before the Yud. Which is Bina coming before Chachma. But, but, but not, not because Bina comes before Chachma. Can't be. Chachma comes first and then Bina. But because there's a Bina in the Chachma. So the Bina in the Chachma comes before the Chachma in the, in the Bina. That's how the Ramak explains it. Um, because there are those that, that point to that place in the Zarkadish which speaks about that side. And they want to say, crazy thing, which the Mikubalim said that the Ramak fights against this in a few places. But, it, but, but the, the early Mekubalim saw a certain passage in the Zara Kodesh that's, that's contradicted by many passages in other places in the, in the Zara. But in that one place, it seems to suggest that Bina is to Keser and Chachma what, um, what, what Tiferes is the Chesed and Gvur. It bridges. So they see Keser as being Chesed Gamur, Gamur Chachma as being Din Gamur, and then Bina being the in-between. But the Ramak makes it very clear that it can't be this way. And, because, and, and the way that those Mekubalim set it up is Keser, Chachma, Bina. Mamash. Mm-hmm. And then Chesed, Gvurti, Feres. That's how you say. He says it can't be such a thing. Mamash, many, many pages arguing against that. So how does he deal with this, with this era? Like I said, because he says there's a Chachma and Bina. There's a Bina Chachma. Um, so... So, so yeah, so Amalek is the Indian of Chachma, Binas. It's just Das, it's, das is a Klalius of those three, Deklipa, right? It's an awareness that, that, that avails itself nothing but arrogance, nothing but sophisticated feeling that it knows a lot, but it's missing the essential point. So what did all of your, your physics information give you? If you still can, can, can see the most infinite complexity and have to come up with a multiverse theory to make yourself feel good at night that there's still no God who you're responsible to. It's, it, that's, called a, that's called Das, that's called Chachma, that, that's the biggest tipshus in the world, I don't care what your IQ is. An idiot, little kids is smarter than you. Every, every kid knows that this world was created. I'll keep, you know, just given his own space and, uh, and asked, you know, if you would develop that kind of intellect without any kind of social pressure, kids naturally, a study was done this way, kids naturally have faith, they naturally, tend to believe that this world was made by something because it's an obvious conclusion. It's an obvious <coughs> conclusion, right? Fine. So, so this is the aspect of Yaakov. So I'm just saying this whole Torah now. I, I said we wouldn't do this. I said we just want to learn the Torah. Um, but this is also like part of learning the Pashas of Rabbi Nachman. It's so deep, you, you can't help but fall in. Um, you know, so it just explaining what it means. Yaakov is shy to the Bukhar, but again, I'm pointing out, not because he got the Bukhar. That, that's not what it means that Yaakov got the Bukhar. That is significant, and we're going to learn that he had to get it from Esau, so that we know that Esau, who's the grand-grand-grandfather of Amalek, obviously, right, is, is, um, is, is the hepech of Yaakov. So we need to get it from Esau afterwards, because we have to see the way Esau treats the Bechara, and the way Yaakov treats the Bechara. But I'm saying that Be'etzem Yaakov is the Bechara. I, he's not born first. That's the nature of Chachma. It's hidden, right? It's Biskasia. It's Biskasia. Fine. What are we meant to draw from that to understand what the Rebbe was telling us earlier? Where what the Rebbe was telling us earlier. Yeah. So what is the Rebbe telling us because Yaakov was a Bechayr, Rashis, on, on a basic level, what's it got to do with what we just learned before? In what sense? Yeah. What's that got to do with being a Bechayr or being Rashis? So, so I think it's more than that. I think that one, I, the way that the Rebbe's Torahs work, as you know, is that it's building a binion, right? And like Reb Nassim describes in Akdama, that first you start with one room, then the Rebbe opens a window. And the window takes you into another room. And from that room, there are three windows. And then you can go and explore those three windows that open up into other rooms. And each of those, those has different windows. So the way that I see it, every time the Rebbe introduces a new Bechina, he's taking you into a new room. And now from that room, you can get into many other places that you couldn't have gotten just by knowing that Chachma is a Bechina of R. So that's one, that's one room. So now we have to analyze what's R. Okay, R is light, R is warmth. And what all those things mean in the context of a person living life of R. True. 
Once you bring Yaakov Avinu into the picture, whoa, you know how many Sfarim have been written about Yaakov Avinu? And if we're to take the Rebbe seriously when he says that his Torah is Mamash the Etzema of Torah, that means that I, I now have to go through all the Torah and Midrashim and Parshias and Sfarim and all the Parshias about Yaakov Avinu, and I have to look at them through the lens of Torah Aleph. So he's not, he's not giving us a point, like an educational point, something for us, Lamasa, to take with us. He's, he's, he's giving us like a concept. He is, he is, he is, he is, he is, he is, because again, we're not, we're not going deeply into, into the, the Pneumius now of Yaakov Avinu and who Yaakov Avinu was and what the Mid of Tiferis is. Well, like we're not getting into any of that stuff. He's, 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 this giloy, the fact that Yaakov Avinu is included now in this Torah is a huge giloy, right. huge giloy. But right now I'm just trying to learn, just read the words. We're going to get back to this. Okay. We're going to get back mm -hmm. to sure, especially when, when, you, when you set up Yaakov Avinu as the model for the Chachma person vis-a-vis -vis Esav. Once he does that, okay, now we have a whole a paradigm that we're able to process this. We're able to look at the embodied lifestyle of what the Rebbe is talking about on the side of Yaakov and what the Rebbe is not talking about on the side of Esau. And it all comes down to the archetypal um, relation that both of them have to this thing called Bukhar. And we're going to learn about, we're, we have to reread that episode now, the way Esau treats the Bukhar. Of course, he's Mavaza the Bukhar. And the way that Yaakov treats the Bukhar. Why? Because now we know what the Bukhar is. Now we know what Yaakov is. Now we know what Esau is. And then, as we're going to get, Be'ez Hashem, um, a little bit further on the Torah, we're going to learn that all of us have a Yaakov and an Esau inside. Called the Yitzhah Taiv and the Yitzhah Heart. This Torah, I'm telling you, like I said, if I could take one page with me from the Sefer, just tear it out and take it with me. Because it's everything. This Torah is everything. True, every tire is everything, but this tire is really everything. <laughs> At least while we're learning it. <laughs> this tire is mamish everything. It really is. It's the whole Yiddishkeit. It's the whole Yiddishkeit. And, and, and Chazay Hashem, Rabbi Nachman points to the, to the patriarch of Am Yisrael. We're called Bnei Yaakov, right? Bnei Yisrael. As the embodiment of this mission that we have. It's an amazing thing with the Rebbe does here. The Rebbe's tire is our, our infinite. Mamish infinite. I could learn this a million times and you keep on finding new stuff in it. It's just amazing. It's mamish amazing. There was something about his wow. Torah that was different than others that he was just different. You learn a piece of Kedusha Slavia, it's the deepest thing in the world. You don't keep on finding like new, it's the Torah, you know what it says, here's where it starts, there's where it ends, here's what he says, and it's Gyefe. And it's Gavalt. I'm not putting Yachas Shams, Kedusha Slavia. Um, there's something about these Torahs that are, I don't know, something else. So it's a big privilege to be connected to a tzaddik like this. So let's go back in. So he says like this, This is now Pshat that we could understand what Esau said about Yaakov Avinu, that he tricked me twice. Says the Rebbe, well, that's an interesting word for Esau to use about Yaakov, because of course that is the word Yaakov, by Yaakovini. And he Yaakoved me. <laughs> which means he, tr he tricked me, but the Targum Unkelis says, Vichakmeni. doesn't just mean that he tricked me, it means he outsmarted me. Says the Rebbe, what do you see from here? The word Yaakov literally means Chachma. That is what the word Yaakov means. He's literally called Chachma, and we know in Pneumius, in Chasidus, in Kabbalah, the name of a person is the whole person, captures the whole person. That's where Rav says in Sichas, Ran and Ebach, should never know from such a thing. If a person's very ill, you add on a name. Why? Mm -hmm. Says because you're, because you're adding on a new mission to the person's life. Because the name of the person is the mission of the person. You get right? when you name a child. It's the person's whole self. It's a, it's a very big deal. Says the Rebbe, Yaakov's self is Chachma. V'zebachinas now introduces another element, which keep in mind that kind of analogy that we use, or Nassim uses about rooms, you know, it's a big journey, you go from one room to the next room, and then you climb out a window, and you're in another room, and that room takes you to another, this is the Rebbe's Tyra. So here he takes us into another room, and this room is called the Shemesh, the Zebuchinas Shemesh. This is the aspect of the sun. This is the aspect of the sun. Why? Because we already said, because the Seichel will light up a person's life like the sun. The sun is the most elemental source of light. Beyond any kind of light source, even beyond a candle, certainly beyond electric lights, just the sun. 
in the most natural setting. It's a long, dark night. And then, ah, the sun rises. And when you see references to nature within the old Svarim, you have to always process it through the understanding of what it must have meant for them then. Not so much what it means for us now. When the Rebbe said the sun, he mamish meant it. How, did you think of the sun today? No. No, I didn't either. Right? Because we don't have to think of the sun. It's just that. In the Rebbe's times, the sun was a major, major, major presence in life. How so? The sun meant that you can, you can do things. You can get up. You can work. You can, you can, you can go to learn. The sun meant that there was warmth. Um, that, that, you know, that the, the sun grew the crops that they were growing in the field. They didn't have adequate sunlight. That things didn't grow. The basic, basic, basic things were so, in a sense, were privileged because, huh? The clock, the clock. So many things they needed the sun for. Today, we're privileged. Baruch Hashem, we live very comfortable lives. However, we also live lives that are very detached from nature. And, and that's costing us. I may have mentioned this in a previous year. That's costing us. We have to get back to nature. Mamish, you have to get back to the to, to natural things. That doesn't mean technology is a bad thing. I mentioned last week, you can see things are developing and that could be part of a unfolding giloy of connectivity between people and information and integration. <coughs> Fine. But nature is, is very important. That's why they ever wanted us to be in touch with nature, go out into the fields, the grass, the trees, just the visceral experience of nature, just nature itself. Get back to authenticity. So when the Rebbe says sun, he means it. The sun is this seichel. It's meir loy b'chol drachav k'mayashemesh. That lights up the night. And that enables a person to continue traveling along the road. How does he know this? Beyond just the fact that, okay, it makes sense because chacham lights up and the sun is what gives light. But the Rebbe always brings two proofs for everything. And we hear the Rebbe says this proof based on the Pasuk Mishle, that says, Va'oyrach tzadikim. And the way of the tzadikim is ka'or noiga, is like a glowing light, ha'ilech va'or ad hayoim, which continues to get stronger and stronger until midday. Obviously, that's a reference to the sun, right? Which is a glowing light that gets stronger and stronger until midday. So it doesn't say Shemesh in the Pasuk, but it clearly is a reference to the sun. And it says that this is the path of the tzadikim. Says the Rebbe, what's a tzadik? person who lives on this level is plugged into the intellect within everything. And introduces one final aspect, and that is the letter Ches. So, so far we have Yaakov Avinu who embodies this lifestyle. We have the sun, which dem- which, which, which um, embodies this light, right? That living such a lifestyle brings to one's life. And then finally we have this third aspect, which is the letter Ches. Now, why would the letter Ches be connected to, um, to this kind of thing? Says the Rebbe, because the word ches, when spelled out in the way that he has it here, the letter ches, when spelled out, is actually a word, ches yud taf. And that is the shirish of the word chius, which means life. Life force, energy. <laughs> because the chachma and the seichel is not just the ratios of everything, it happens to be the first step in the process, but it's what motivates the entire process. Ah, what motivates, mot, M-O-T is the same word that's connected to motor, right? To motorize. What, what is a motor? It's the same shirish. Motor and motivation, right? It's what motivates. It's what energizes. It's what gives energy, right? And the motivation is what gives rise to the thought process that starts to plan. And then you can build the, the machine that's based off the blueprint, which is the Chachma. It motivates, it energizes. That's what brings it life. The fact that somebody sat and designed the guitar. So when you strum the guitar, it plays, but only because somebody put thought into designing it in such a way that it can be brought to life. That it can mamish be brought to life, right? So, so this is connected to the concept of Ches, Chiyos. Ki ha Shall call davar. It is the life of everything. Kamei shakas. As the pasuk says, Ha-chachma Chachma gives life to the one who has mastered it. Chachma techaye. Chacham is gematria chayim. Chacham and chayim. Very simple, similar gematria. They actually share most of the same letters. 
right? Ches and Mem. Chacham and Chayim. And then the Chaf becomes two Yuds. And it becomes Chayim. Chacham is Chayim. The life of things is, is the Chachma of things. Um, and that's the Indian of the Ches. So, so far, just to review again. We have here three Bechinas. We have the Bechina of Yaakov Avinu. That Yaakov Avinu represents this kind of lifestyle. What were the Rebbe's Rayas for that? How does the Rebbe know that Yaakov Avinu is connected to Chachma? Two Rayas? That's Raya number two. What's Raya number one? Reish is Chachma. Bechar. Right? Because Bechar is Reish's and Reish's is Reish's Chachma. And Yaakov Avinu buys the Bechar. But we said even more than that, Yaakov Avinu is the Bechar Amiti. He was just taking back what was already his. Ah, you couldn't see it. That's the Raya that it's real Bechar because it's hidden. And, like Rabbi Yudha says, the second thing is the Nakuda of the Chakmeni, Ziyakveni, the Chakmeni. And then we have the symbol of the Shemesh. And what was the Rebbe's Raya for that? Two Rayas, even though one is not really presented as a Raya, but one is an explanation and one is a Raya. What's the explanation? Why? What's the Kesher between Shemesh and Chachma? Excellent, right? The, the illumination. And then what's the textual Raya? Baruch Tzadikim. Good. And then the, the final Bechina is the letter Ches. Mm-hmm. Right? Also two, two Rayas. Right? That one is not really... One explanation and one Pasuk. Right? The explanation is that the Chachma is just the Chiyas of everything. That makes sense. You don't need a Pasuk for that. That's, that's simple truth. Right? That's the way how he explained it. Then the Rebbe brings a Pasuk to say Chachma Techaya Es Bala. Um, okay, we're going to finish here for tonight because the next, just to go into the next paragraph is ready to traverse into a, a, another of the multiverse universes. <laughs> so this is where the multiverse is. Look at the is the multiverse. Yeah. Okay, 